All right. On tonight's episode of Top 5, we have a special 50th episode edition. Ernie's been wanting to do this topic forever. We're doing our Top 5 Favorite Songs of All Time. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Meatloaf, and I'll do anything for you two, but I won't do that. <laughs> well, you've done that and plenty more. And of course, the doctor is back for the special 50th episode, even though he's only been on about seven. He's back straight from the grave. What's up, doctor? <laughs> Gravely. <laughs> What's up, boys? How's it going? Oh, boy. I, this is going to be, you know, I, I told Ernie's been wanting to do this topic since about episode 12. And I told him. <laughs> I said, Ernie, yeah, not, I, we're not doing it. We'll, uh, we'll do it like episode 50. Never thinking we were going to reach 50 episodes. So I kind of just put it off, put it off, put it off. Ernie, was it budget constraints? What? <laughs> no, this is an impossible topic. How are we going to? Ernie wants to pick our top five songs of all time. How, how, are, we, how are we doing this? Ernie? Well, here's, here's the way I look at it. We're not talking about the greatest songs of all time. We're not talking about Hey Jude, No Bohemian Rhapsody, No Stay oh, With yeah. a Heaven. Oh, that takes That's two not what this is about. <laughs> hold, hold on. This hold is on. Like me. <laughs> Thanks, Ernie. Well, this has got to be our, our, <laughs> now, anybody, anybody can do that. This has got to be our personal favorites. The songs that mean the most to me. I mean... We're going way back. A lot of them go back to a different me, a different Ernie, a child Ernie. You've always um, been Ernie. Here we go. It's a Jerry Springer again. <laughs> now, I'm uh, it, in my basement listening to my 2XL toy, to 8-tracks left by my Uncle Nookie or my Uncle Gugu. <laughs> uh, songs that hit me on a gut level. Ernie playing those songs on 2XL, baby. Ernie, I'd love to punch you in the gut any day of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a good feeling all your songs are going to suck. But go ahead. They're personal. Oh, per personal. As you can see, Ernie has been prepping for this episode since 1936. He's ready to go. Look, he must, Ernie, let me see your notes. Don't you, I, you know, we know you have notes. You're looking down, you stupid idiot. Show us your notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see that? <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> All right, even oh, wow. even bigger than the topic, even bigger than our fiftieth episode. We're Biden's gonna reveal something. Not even that big. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> reveal something. No, no, we're gonna reveal something even bigger than Ernie's notes. 
Ernie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I had to be ready for today. Uh, Heineken light, not zero. Not z Is this, now correct me if I'm wrong, is this your first adult beverage on top five? No. He's had a performance. First one in a long time. First one in a long time, though. Doc, I can't imagine you have an adult beverage, but let's see anyway. What are you drinking? <laughs> one, Ernie's been drinking since we got off the last episode, nonstop. <laughs> okay? He can't handle this pressure. Oh. Um, he can't handle the truth. Crown apple. Ooh. Not even a glass tonight, just straight out of the bottle? <laughs> uh, well, the nipple. I misplaced the nipple. I got to try that. You told me about it. I forgot. It's even more dangerous if you do a splash of ginger ale on it. Not good. Mm, it's, it's, enough, it's, enough, it's enough to make your family leave you. <laughs> try, try what? A nipple? <laughs> what happens to the mother-in-law after a few glasses of that? Oh, I make a move on her. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> a nipple. Oh, oh no. This this is going all the wrong places right now. Oh, oh top five things you don't say. On a, on I've got podcast. friends in low places, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so here's my issue with this topic. And then you're going to make fun of me because you already texted me already, you asshole. I got the little counter. To, like, to Go ahead, uh, click the line. counter. Go ahead. <laughs> my top five favorite songs. Do not change daily. They change hourly. Every hour, every every time I open up Spotify or my iTunes, I'm in a mood for different types of songs. So it's not easy. Being, it, it's impossible. Not easy being bipolar. <laughs> no, it's just you know songs that I love to play drums to, songs I love to drive to, songs I just love to listen to and sing to. There's so many different songs that I love. I did it. Don't get me wrong. I have my top five listed, but yet you click already. They could be different tomorrow. You, you're, that's not brave. You got to have the cojones. Is that the word? Cojones. Cojones. You got to have the cojones. The cojones. 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 Before we get into it, Doctor, seriously, how did you figure out? How did you narrow I, this down? I, I picture things. I got to be in a very special place, not mentally, in a place that I am not expecting to hear any of these songs. And when they pop out, whether I'm driving late at night in the on the in the road, in a bar, at a wedding, someplace, the last place I expect to hear this song come up out of nowhere, because there's only six of them. When they when they kick in, that's it. I just zone out and I and I just lose it. Like that's that's how I, I try to picture that moment when I come over the radio. Usually the radio because they're random, right? So you're not controlling it, you know. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I mean, mine's similar. I, you know, I just thought of songs that, no matter when they come on, whether like you said it's the radio or just random or on a TV show, whatever it is, when that song comes on, I never not like it. Never fast forward. Never. Don't stop what I'm doing. If these songs come on, I always want to hear it. I'm always in the mood for this song. There are a lot of songs that I love, and I'm going to bring up Kiss, that 
and I will give a little story right now. Kiss did not break my top five because Kiss is a different type of. It's different. It's it's an it's it's a specific type of mood that I'm in. There are times Kisses comes on the radio that I'm like, you're, 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 so you're admitting you're never in the mood for Kiss. <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> I'm saying so I'm not good. always <laughs> in the mood for Kiss. Well, here's a funny thing with my list. These are songs I don't play. Like oh, I don't walk really? into my house and play them. Okay, they're, they're special to me. So when I I don't overplay them, I they just have a place in my heart. That I got to be in that right mood to actually play that song, and it really means something to me at that moment. I don't, I don't, I just—it's something I just love them so much. I don't want to kill them. What about you, Ernie? Uh, well, for what Tommy just said—he's actually embodied the spirit of what I wanted this to be about. That's exactly—that's—that was beautiful, Tommy. Thank you, Ernie. <laughs> I'm editing that out. <laughs> I um as far as I chose um for example my number one song I love so much if I'm having a bad day I could just play it in my head and I feel better. Yeah, I mean music to me is definitely all emotion. It's it's gonna make you. I mean I'm not a I'm not a big I don't want to feel bad when I hear music. I want to I want to get happy or I want you know, whatever it is. But I think I think it takes it to another level. These songs. So if you're yeah. feeling sad. You put one of these songs on, it's going to drag it down even lower. Yeah, you it's might, a song yeah. that takes you to that next step uh, of that mo that mood you're in, that psyche yeah. at the time. All right. Well, again, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this. I literally have 727 honorable mentions. So if we have time, we're going to go through them all. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but re really, honestly, I have mine listed. While we're picking, they might change. Look. So... Uh, yeah, let's start it off I am, that's, that's not my polo <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you this I'm dying to hear I know. I think I know maybe two of Ernie's I wouldn't even begin to guess one of Doctors wouldn't even begin to guess uh, you probably might no is it, is it I, yeah I, I figured that too is it safe to say we will have no duplicates me and Ernie might cross paths. We might. I definitely will not cross path, paths with you guys. No uh, way. And I might with you on one. So I don't know. Let's see. All right, Doctor, start us off. Well, I really like this. This band is, uh, it really moved, they really moved me and uh, they changed a lot in music. And uh, it's Kiss All Night. Yes. Um, that song is just <laughs> come on you moron that does have a great lyric it just moves me i don't i can't tell you how many times i've gotten over on girls with that when i put that on a record player but anyway and i say record player because that's how far back we're going and, and hold on anyway and you know, right, I, I, just so you know i know you know that song i know you have the asylum album you don't have to lie i know to you do i know i know you do. and i have the ultimate sin and I, and I do like that album actually so and i like <laughs> ultimate sin <laughs> Gene, Gene got my money. <laughs> so, uh, uh, all right. Strawberry Fields by the Beatles. Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields Nothing is real 
when I looked at my list and I didn't see one Beatles song on here. And I was like, I was like, how could that be? I know Strawberry Fields is one of my favorite songs, top ten, but I, I had, I couldn't, I could not put them on here. I had to, I had to. And the reason why, I, I found some fun facts. I'm gonna blow some smoke up you guys' asses after this. But the drums in that song just blow me away. Ringo's playing in that song. And, you know, it was after the Revolver album. They took a step further, going towards Sgt. Pepper's. And it, they were going to put it on Sgt. Pepper's, but they released it as a single, so they were told not to. So the whole thing just blows my mind. And also, I think it's the first song not on the charts. It reached six. It never reached, I think, number two. And the first song of theirs on a released single that didn't hit number one. But the music... Uh, it's it's really paved the way for psychedelics. I mean, it took Revolver on a next step. And the drums in that song, it just changes as the song goes on. The drum looks get more complicated when, and more complicated towards the end. And it's fantastic. Here's a funny drum story about that song. I think I actually mentioned this on, on maybe the Beatle episode. I have a student that is a Beatle fanatic. And he actually, I teach him how to play stuff, but he teaches me stuff about the Beatles. And... He pointed out and he knows, he literally knows everything about every song, the recording processes and all that stuff. Strawberry Fields, especially the drum track, if you listen to it, just like you described, it's from different takes of the song. And the Beatles would always do this. If you listen to like their anthologies and stuff like that, they have like 20 or 30 alternate takes of songs, not just, you know, different lyrics or different completely different feels and tempos and structures strawberry fields was you know the tempo that it starts at and then in the middle it gets faster it was it, it didn't really get faster it was a different take that was faster and they I, then then george martin mixed them all together there was two takes john lennon did all right there was a uh, one without the uh violins and orchestra he hated the first version then he hated the orchestra version. So he told George Martin, I just read this today, I couldn't believe it. Because for the longest time, I thought it was, um, okay, I'm all right. Uh, Ringo Starr singing the song because it didn't sound like John. And I, and I was wow. wondering why. So I read this article today. There's a thing called formant, which is acoustics through the mouth. That's what makes it sound different from one another. All our mouths and the inside of our mouths are different. So when you change pitch when you're singing, you can go high or low. As long as your mouth, you can tell it's me singing. But right. if you were to put it on recording and slow the pitch down and manipulate the speed of the tape, you lose the frequency of the person's voice. Right. So you can't tell it's them or not. So in Strawberry Fields, <laughs> they combined the first minute of Strawberry Fields was sped up. They were two different keys and two different tempos. Time wow. signature. George brought both of those uh, versions together. He spent the first half up, the first minute, and then after the first minute, it slowed down. So it sounds like he's slurring on the... But they just slowed the tape it. down, it sounds, right? It sounds like Ringo, it sounds like Ringo <laughs> Starr's singing. I, if he, for years, I thought it was Ringo Starr, you know? But it, it, it's just amazing, you know? Just little so, shit like that. Obviously, then, this is your favorite Beatles song? Yeah. Okay. And I have to say, it's it's drum driven. Like I really, 
I, I love I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I I, obviously we, nobody's going to argue with that song. It's a pretty big song. Earn, what do you think of this one? Strawberry Fields Forever is a great song. But I'll tell you, when you said you had a funny drum story, Joe, I thought you were going to say... <laughs> 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 oh, that's a great drum story right there. <laughs> listen, we could do a whole podcast just talking like that. I'd love it. I'd listen to it. Listen, great start. Obviously, we you can't go wrong with that. I will tell you right off the bat, that's way more mainstream than most of my picks. But and, and, and also the song's written about an orphanage, a girl's orphanage called Strawberry Fields that John Lennon grew up next to. In England, is that, I never. Is that yeah, true? he used to play. He used to actually climb the fence and play on the premises with the girls' oh, orphanage. Hold on a second, Ernie. Is that true? I'm gonna make believe that I knew that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look that up. <laughs> I don't. I really not never heard that. Before, so yeah, not the strawberry fields in Central Park. That was I mean, made I, after I, John Lennon was killed. I feel not like you just took like a plot of like The Shining or something and added it to that song. I'm not, what what just happened there? I don't think that has anything to do with that song. Are you sure? Absolutely. Read it. <laughs> Girls orphanage that he lived right next to and used to play on the grounds. He had a very bad child uh, childhood, John Lennon. So this is getting dark and dirty. Just the way Ernie likes him. I need a GoPro fist. Come on, Ernie. Remind me, I gave Gene Simmons money. <laughs> Craig, Craig Gas. So the the Kiss Cruise just happened, and Craig Craig Gas was on the Kiss Cruise, and I, I obviously I wasn't there, but I heard a lot of friends I that were on there. They told me he made an announcement on the 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 speaker over the whole ship. We just hit he bet as Gene Simmons, of course. We just hit an an iceberg, but don't worry, <laughs> Kiss will save you. For five thousand dollars, we will give you your own lifeboat. For ten, for ten thousand, we will we will swim by and play for you. <laughs> it's great. I, I heard Gene didn't Gene didn't like it. How much How much money have you wallet? Five dollars. That'll do. Give it to me. <laughs> Come on, Ern. Number five favorite song of all time. Dying to know. Curious. The only rock song on my whole list. Also, the only one that doesn't have the word love in its title. Uh, Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. I mean, I love the whole album, but this song is is my favorite. A, a great driving song, too. Yeah, great. I mean, great song, that's, great record. I'm off by that song, but on that album, and I can understand because we all hate the other songs because of the weddings. But <laughs> I I love I love this song so much. Oh, it's 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 perfect. I gotta tell you, I I do like every time I hear Meatloaf stuff. I like when he comes on, but it's never ever something that I go to. I will, I never find. Oh, let me throw, throw a Meatloaf record on a Meatloaf song. Never. I like it when it's on, 
but it, it's never something I go to. I I like meatloaf. Uh, I, I but I don't order it in a diner either. <laughs> <laughs> and I love meatloaf. But if, but if your That's wife makes it, it's on the table. You eat it. Oh, I love my wife makes it. She makes a nasty meatloaf. It's awesome, but it's not something I request. <laughs> yeah, perfectly said. I, it's weirdly perfectly said. Great. I mean, great song. It's just weird that it was it because you think that the other songs on that album were overplayed and killed to death. No, I I I, I like this one in particular. It's uh, I, I like this one's my favorite. Wow, it, it's got so many words in it. It's hysterical too. It's got like where over a thousand words. <laughs> where were you when you heard this one? That you, you knew this was it? I think um I think Sean Toner was the first person to show me this album. Oh geez, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this record, Ernie? Seventy-seven. Oh wow, I was gonna say eighty-one. I was way off. Yep. Wow. Okay, that's that's a great song. Yeah, listen. I, I will say right off, I'm going to preference all of my picks. Most people are going to hate my picks. You two are going to hate my picks. You probably won't even know most of my picks. Most people will think I'm going to go all rock. There's basically no rock songs. There's maybe one rock song, if you can consider it rock, on my list. Nothing right. else is rock. Um, <gasps> it's, it's just stuff that I always go to, always like. I don't listen to rock music very often. I listen to mostly pop and sing a songwriter stuff don't get me wrong when i'm in the mood for rock and i play drums and stuff like that i obviously i'm putting kiss on i'm putting striper on i'm putting on beatles zeppelin all the stuff that i love but everyday life i'm not putting that stuff on that much and i know maybe crazy to say and most people watching this will just assume that i love all rock music not true and you'll see from my first pick and really all five picks my first pick no neither one of you will know this i i'm assuming it's by one of my favorite singers, Michael Bublé. I know I'm serious. I know you're laughing. No, I, <laughs> no, I know. It, it's the song called Home by Michael Bublé. Maybe surrounded by a million people, I still feel all alone. Just want to go home. Oh, I miss you, you know. And I've been keeping all the letters that I wrote to you Each one in line or two I'm fine, baby, how are you? It's the newest song on my list. It's 2005. First time I heard it, I when I hear a song once and it sticks in my brain and I can't stop humming it for days or months at a time, that's how I know a song has impact immediately on me. Before I know the lyrics, before I know anything about the song, when I hear something with the chord changes and the melody, something hits me and I just feel it. I get goosebumps and I know, yep, that's it. Question. Yep. I'm just curious how deep this goes. Michael Bublé, was it Saturday Night Live you saw the song? Do you go out and buy his album? Or do you listen to, what do you listen to on no, Saturday you, and it's funny, Michael comes up. some of these songs that, that I actually do have stories of when, when I heard them the first time, this song, I really don't even know when the first time I heard it was. I heard it. It, it must have been on Sirius, or I don't even know what station it was on. What were you listening to? <laughs> I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I just know. You know what? It could have been my wife. She bought a Michael Bublé Christmas album. 
that we always would listen to every once in a while. And then I think maybe we went down the rabbit hole and started listening to some other Michael Bublé stuff. And we, I think I just hit this song and I was like, holy shit. And I honestly don't even know if it was a hit. I think it was a semi hit for him, but obviously I'll include it. But it's just it's and and then after I heard the lyrics, then it really became, you know, I, always, I love the song. But then when I realized what he was singing about, it's basically a guy that's on the road all the time that he's telling the story of, yeah, maybe he's in sunny places all the time and he's in front of hundreds of thousands of people all the time. But he all he wants to do is go home. And it, I, I relate to it so much. Every time I'm on the road, everyone thinks I'm always having the greatest time of my life. I'm All I'm thinking about is, you know what? I'm having a great time, but I want to go home. And it, it just hits me every time I hear it. It's the perfect song for me. I feel that way every time I hang out with you two. But the... Um... <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> you want to go home? Hello, how you both doing? How's the family? Oh, boy, I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, like when we were in Florida that time. We're never getting home. <laughs> we're never getting home. We were Tommy and I were literally stuck in the Everglades in Florida. We took a cab to some unknown bar in the middle of the Everglades. Ninety-four Devils Rangers game seven. Yes. Rangers won. We got hammered in Orlando City, and we drove out with these two girls in the middle of nowhere to some club. And neither one of us do drugs. So we, she, these girls are like, and I wasn't too hip to it, but Joey was hanging out in the village and, you know, in bands and doing all, all this stuff. And they're like, you party? And I'm like, yeah, we party. And I'm slapping him. <laughs> I'm like, no, we don't. No, no, we're not, we, you know, we, we don't want to party. They're like, oh, you want to party? He's like, yeah, let's party, baby. This, <laughs> this like, club no. was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> picture nothing. like alligators walking across the street. <laughs> Alligators the had ball. their thumbs out. Alligators had their thumbs out. They're like this. So we, we literally we we got out of there pretty quickly once we knew what kind of place it was, and we were stuck in the middle of nowhere. We had a cab drop us a car off in a car service. A car dealer across the street. They were laying on the floor, screaming, "We're never getting out of here!" Snorting, not coke, because <laughs> I was fat at the time. Going, <laughs> he was like, we're yeah. never getting home and i'm tr i don't we don't have cell phones or anything we're, we're like on pay phones i still don't know how the hell we got out of there because we we got the guy's number who dropped us off in orlando and thank god he came out to get us and we said we'll basically give you any whatever you need to come and get us. i told him joey will blow you and everything the guy said up here. <laughs> <laughs> and we got and, and so a little while later we got home Needless to say, Joey parties. <laughs> well, he had a good party. We didn't. <laughs> had a party in your mouth. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Good number five. Obviously, though. you guys went to two big songs. I went to a pretty unknown song. And that's pretty. That's where I'm going to be most of my night. All right, Doctor. We're <laughs> back to you. What do you got? I'm looking at my list now, and it's pretty much... I don't care anymore. Phil Collins.
Um, what drums? <laughs> I, you know, when we did that 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 dream band episode, I did a lot of research on drummers, and I didn't realize how Phil Collins is very revered in the music industry, like oh, as a, yeah. as a drummer, not as a keyboardist, singer, songwriter, but just as a drummer, and how much he was good friends with Bottom Bottom back in the day, and. Uh, Genesis and, is a prog band. You know, Colin, Phil Collins is an amazing drummer. He's he goes back to the early seventies, and he's been he's done a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of. But the song itself, I, I just get goosebumps. I I just I listen to those drums go off, and the message is very clear. You know, it, it, it's it, it's basically about in his from his perspective. You can make it about anything. He was going through a divorce at that time, and his wife was coming at him coming out and wanting more and more and more and that's why he just goes into this i don't care anymore and uh i've been talking to people that you call them friends and it seems to me there's a means to an end there was a time that i thought he was talking about suicide you know also but you could take this song any way you want you know any, anyone you wanted to take it but what a powerful powerful song about people taking advantage of you and and just you know taking you know taking your name and dragging it all over the place, and you and you don't give a shit anymore. I fucking love it. it. Fires me up. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely what good. If you don't get good, if you don't get goosebumps listening to the songs you're picking right now, they're not the right songs. Music immediately, a vocalist or any so anything. I I can hear something, and goosebumps will shoot up my my spine and my arms, and I'm like, wow. And it's just that it's it's a chemical reaction when you hear tones and melodies the right way with put together perfectly, which makes a great song. It just it's it's unbelievable. Aaron, what do you think? Joe, of this you're one? going on the record, you go on the record to say Michael Bublé gives you goosebumps. Well, I mean, not like the cab driver from from Florida, but <laughs> Aaron, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Want me to go on the record? <laughs> Yeah, that, that story uh, you told about the Everglades, it kind of reminded me of a CPI story once. Oh, yes. Very similar. We didn't have the dogs chase us, but yes. <laughs> Remember that? We um we left CPI, we crossed the street, and then we turned around to look at it to find out where we are, and CPI was gone. Just Wait, tell, the... set that up a little bit. Uh, that's all I remember. Uh, then I no, remember... people don't even know what CPI was. <laughs> Nobody even knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it was a, uh, well, Tommy knows where it is, of course, a huge club in the Hamptons that was great, was a, such a great place. But one day, one night, me and Joey left the place and we crossed the street, trying to figure out how to get home. We turned around to find out where we were. CPI was gone, disappeared. And then Wall Dogs takes us home. <laughs> it was like, it's like the club where in Seinfeld, where George, George goes with all the hot girls, and then he goes back the next day with Jerry to show him and it's gone. <laughs> that's what it was like we literally walked out of the club and we were like oh well, we don't know where to go we went to go back in it was gone you probably laced <laughs> <laughs> it's a good chance yeah <laughs> ernie tell me if i'm wrong is cpi didn't you vomit on a waitress's uh tray oh, one night? <laughs> right on the tray yeah, and I think Dean did the same thing once. <laughs> I think that's what the waitress is using for. They would just walk around and catch people's vomit. <laughs> CPI was CPI was the place where um, um <laughs> we were all taking our shirt off to dance. And then when I took my shirt off, the bouncers grabbed me. You got to put your shirt back on. <laughs> yes. 
I uh, uh, Living Color played in CPRs. I remember. I would came with you. And Babbles was there. And I snuck behind backstage when Corey Glover was on stage. I snuck behind to let him I was in the band and I was here to do some of the PA system. And they listened to me. And all of a sudden, Corey Glover has his back turned and I'm on my knees going like this, worshiping him. He turns around, he gets scared because he's just not a big guy. I don't remember this. And then all of a sudden, I stand up and I go to jump in the crowd and everyone moves. <laughs> Security come up to get, grab me off the stage. So I jumped into the crowd and they just all moved. Wait, was and I, I at on this one? I, de <laughs> I definitely saw Living Color in the Hamptons one time. I don't remember this. I don't remember any of this. That was C that was CPIs. Oh my God. Amazing. That was CPIs. And you know what? Corey Glover played after 9-11 down there, uh, uh uh what do you call it? Um City Hall, their new album. And I went there to see him. And then uh, later on that night, the Rangers were uh the Yankees were playing Boston in the playoffs, and I went to get cigarettes and he his limo pulls up and he was getting something in the store. And I said, Corey, he jumped again. I'm like, listen, I said, everything's cool. I said, I was, a great gig tonight. You sounded awesome, blah, blah, blah. He goes, down and I said, listen, you might not remember me. You probably get this a lot, but you guys played out in the Hamptons and CPIs. And I was that, that white crazy dude that jumped up on stage and I was worshiping your feet. And I jumped in the crowd. Everyone moves. He goes, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess every asshole is remembered every once in a while. So, yeah, I can see him remembering that. Just like Ozzy, I'm sure, remembers Ernie on the signing line. Ozzy! <laughs> 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 Come on, Ernie. Mr. Osborne, right? Mr. Osborne, we we've got we spent so much money going to your shows. We think it's only fair that you come to some of our shows. <laughs> As Ernie's talking, Ozzy's standing up and getting ready to leave. Ernie's <laughs> he literally told Ozzy that. He said to Ozzy, We've seen it, we've spent a lot of money to see your shows. I think it's time you you come and see us. <laughs> when he when he got off the elevator, he came up the elevator, he came off tower records ernie scream the highest pitch ozzy, ernie, and ozzy, wait. Looked, ozzy looked into the camera and shook his head and put his head down like this hold on there's a video of that don't we have that on video yes, yes we had a vcr tape ernie well, at one time we had it i don't know where it is now we, we have, have that whole it. trip it would have been my camcorder that steve has didn't we had that whole trip the whole night? Us going it in the car, the tower, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, Driving around, missing them. It's all. Yes. It's all film. That was a new album, No More Tears, to put a time a timestamp on this for, for those you listening. Again, I, I know I say it every episode, but exactly this moment is why I do the, these shows. Never ever would have remembered that we did that that night. Never remembered we had a video of it. Just reminiscing. I know we're talking. We're technically we're talking about our top five favorite songs, but this is why, to me, we do this. This is like it's better than hanging out in the bar with you guys because in an hour I can just click and go to sleep. Normally in the bar, you know, it's a little it's a little tougher to leave. Nobody does the stick rest unless we talk about it the morning after. Remember, in the Hamptons, oh, we would yeah. discuss as soon as we woke up. We had to have a recap. Because if we didn't recap over breakfast, it was gone, gone. forever. And gone more forever. than likely, half of the stories were gone anyway. We would have to each talk and fill in the blanks of the other people's. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, no Ernie. drugs involved, mate. No, no drugs involved, is, ladies and gentlemen. This is over coffee and Zambuca in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Oh. So. 
it's terrible. And then just Booker at night. <laughs> and then just, yeah, we cut out the coffee. And we cut out the coffee. What do Let's you got, Ernie? Number four. Come on. All right. Uh, I'm curious. This is uh, when we got into laying out in Eddie Romeo's backyard, uh, taking the sun back maybe, uh, I'm going to guess, 1986. He had a cassette, AF Supply's Greatest Hits. I had never heard of them before. He had a boombox. Um, I'm putting all out of love. Oh, baby. Doesn't really matter. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right. Believing for so long. I'm all out of love. What am I without you? I can't be too late to say that I was so wrong. See, that's an all-time great song. That's nice. I, and I know nice. I'm really into some seriously depressing lyrics. I'm looking at looking at my list. I mean, maybe I should talk to somebody. I'm all no. downhill from here, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I me too. But uh, no, not really. I don't care anymore. It's it's it takes a quick turn. <laughs> How do you go further down than I don't care anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And again, listen, people. I know people are going to laugh at these air supply being in great your song. top five songs. But it's yeah, it's a great song. song. Can you imagine hearing that song for the first time? That's one of those songs that like, it's like, holy shit, that's a great song. There's right. nothing not to like about that song. It's awesome. I, you know, I also think songs, and I'm sure, Ernie, like you just said, you when you hear that song, I bet you you're almost transported back to take in the sun, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back in Eddie's backyard. I agree. That, to me, is what good music does. Good music, wait, was that the was that the bottle of uh, Apple? What the hell Pepsi. is that? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I have Jack and Pepsi. And <laughs> um, yeah, a good song just transports you back to someplace. Oh, they, they, they say that they, they say that the the scent of memory is through the nose and then the ears sights the last one isn't that weird like you could smell your grandmother's sweater yeah well your mom's sweater and it or a perfume that you dated a girl when you were 13 or 12 and all of a sudden it just brings you back that that smell and then hearing is also they say is the second and I, I could be wrong but I think it then it's then it's visual the second I smell Jack, I think of the Hamptons. <laughs> we had the two-story funnel. We would do beer funnels, oh, of course. But Snyder would be up in his good. bedroom with the bottle of Jack sneaking into the funnel and going, Will. And you I wouldn't did that know, to Will. You wouldn't know. You did it to me, too. You wouldn't know what happened. You The funnel would go down, and then all of a sudden, you'd want to die because the, the Jack you would hit you. It. You wanted it. You needed me on that balcony. You wanted me on that balcony. As soon as I smell Jack, I'm then, not even kidding. Question, I think of that. And then you question in which the way I give you a funnel? <laughs> Tell me more about All Out of Love, Ernie. Uh, let's see what I got here. Um, You know why it never hit number one? Uh, another one bites the dust. Kept it from ever hitting number one. What year, Ernie? 80. 80. Yeah, but what, what year was uh, Air Supply? Uh, well, I mean, a couple of years, 79 all the way to 
85. So you were 11. Well, um, I didn't get into the song until Eddie's Backyard five, six years later. But the song oh, okay. came out in 1980. Okay. I wasn't listening to music when I was 10. I was out in the, in the, in the street playing stickball with you, Tom. Oh, so let me ask you, when the lady is, what are you doing laying on your back in Eddie Romeo's backyard? Were you drunk and pissed out when the song came on? <laughs> no, it was not. Uh... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at here. No, there was, a, there was a time period where we suddenly all thought the, the trick to getting girls is that to get a tan. Yes. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean thought? No, it turned, out, it turned out. No, it turned out it was because of my looks and personality was the problem. Oh. <laughs> Why do you think I have a tanning bed right that right over here? <laughs> a tan mom sitting over here. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, just, you know, you just said something that made me think. What ages did you guys get into music? Like Ernie said, ten years old. He wasn't into music. I was. We, completely into music talk, already. We talked about this because I had all the sisters. Ernie didn't have anyone. Yeah. There was a gap in music right. for Ernie. Good point. And so I had an older I, brother, I, right? Like, Same I've been listen, listening to Linda Ronstadt because that was the first album I ever heard. You got me going up. Uh, Linda Ronstadt is one of the most revered female singers of all time. I've been, I've been listening to it, but it was one of the first albums because my sisters had it in the Beatles. So then I bring it out. Ernie, but Billy's Billy Zemish was big on the Beatles because of Ray Young and Ronald. Yep. Uh, Ray Young, especially with the Beatles. So Billy would bring the Beatles, me, I had the Beatles, and we all came together at one point. So, Ern, what age did you start? I'm going to guess, um, say about 13 or 14 when Billy got Men at Work's first album. Yes. Great album. Uh, it's a great record. Yeah. Who could it be now is one of my favorite all-time songs that, that didn't make my <laughs> so What's the name of that record? Uh, business as Usual. Business as Usual, yeah. But there was also you know a Huey Lewis and the News album that came out around that time. Sports. That yeah, that one. Oh, Those incredible. Put me on, put me on the, yeah. the book. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sports is incredible. What a great record. I got into an argument over Men at Work about seven years ago. And I argued that how could they not have had a number one hit? And the guy was telling me he was really good with, with like Gurney. He was good. They never had a number one hit. Uh, is that true? I mean, who can it be now would be, would be the main one, right? I think well, they I had think so. number one hits. No, they didn't, Ernie. I looked it up. I'm, well, I mean, I, I didn't look it up, but I, I would have guessed who can it be now and down under were both number ones. Nope. You, I, I can I tell you what, if you, if you weren't using your notebook, as your, your notes and not paper, you could look it up as we're talking. Hold on, I'm looking it up. They didn't. I looked it up. I it blew my mind that who oh, could no, be. I, I, I believe you because I haven't looked it up, but I would have guessed. 40, yes. Top 40, yes. All their songs, no number ones. I couldn't believe it because they dominated the airways. Yeah. Yeah, peaked at number eight. Oh, I'm never Seriously. close. How about that hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. This spurred an American release of the song. The single, by then well over a year old, went to hit number one in the U.S. October 1982. Who can it be now? Number one. How about Down Under? You're lying. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> How about my special friend Down Under? <laughs> oh, oh, down there? Are hold you on. kidding me? I lost that yeah. argument. I gotta call this prick up. 
Down under. Can we take a break in five minutes? <laughs> he sounds like Ernie. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He just lies and he makes you believe him. Ernie said the greatest line. See anything with enough conviction? People will believe you. <laughs> greatest line greatest line I ever heard. I should be a politician. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> you should, I'm telling you. I uh, went to be released. Yep. And reached number one in January 1983, where, yes, it, this also went to number one. That's number two. So you have two number one hits. <laughs> well, this argument was in 1982. So that makes sense. Oh, me, I'm, then you might oh, be right. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is only seven years ago. Oh, son of a bitch. <clears throat> yeah. Two number one. You close. I, I, I'm a little gullible. Were you arguing about men at work with a man at work? <laughs> I think I think they were men at bar. <laughs> men, men playing softball, more or less. Oh. All right, men here we go. My number four. This is That's easily <laughs> my number four. Easily my oldest song. Nineteen sixty-six. Again, it's a song that every time it comes on, I just love it. It's not a song, like you said, Tom, that I go to often, but it's a song I could be out drinking, I could be in a bar, I could be driving, I could be home, I could be walking the dog. It comes on, I just feel good. It just brings me back to my childhood for some reason. Summer Wind, Frank Sinatra. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me All summer long we sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand Two sweethearts and the summer wind uh, yeah, I had a few Frank songs. What a song. That's a good because one. of mom? She played a lot of Frank? Or, yeah, or yeah. She, I mean, of... yes, my grandmother, believe it or not, more, more so. But it was yeah, always, well, I would think so. Yeah, my grandmother was a big Frank uh, buff. I don't really, I can't recall like a moment that I heard it, but I do feel like it was on in my house when I was young. It's just something when I hear it, for some reason, I, and I, I can't, pinpoint a moment like Ernie could do with the sun the sun bathing but when I hear it I immediately get transported back to my childhood Brooklyn stickball pasta on Sundays whatever it was just immediately I'm 10 years old again and I, I'm in my neighborhood that Ernie may I comment on that the um there was an eight track my mother fall we drove down to Florida to go to Disney World to see my grandmother and uh the eight track that they played was a Frank Sinatra album. Ernie might be familiar with this, but the album actually that that song's on is killer. I don't even know. My I don't life, know it. My, my life's on it. Uh, him and Nancy. Uh, his. Do you ever hear the song with him and his daughter do the duet? Something I stupid. Man, I don't spoil by yes. saying something stupid like I love you. That's on there. There is like five or six great songs on that eight track, and I, I forgot what it was, but great. Summer Wind. It's iconic. Yeah, uh, it's it just, more. and it's and immediate too. Like, like a, 
two notes in, you're like, yep. Ah. That, album, that album could be called Strangers in the Night, but I'm not positive. Strangers in the Night's on that album, too. It's the last song on that. that could be the and seasons, and um, that's it life. was a very good year. That's uh, life, no. yeah. Very good. It was a very good year. Yes, that's Just, on there, too. You know, it's probably one of the greatest, one of, might be one of the best albums ever put out. That song, you know, you're at a wedding and it comes on. Everyone just immediately grabs each other. It's just a feel-good song. You just want to be part of everyone when you listen to it. Just, again, every time I hear it, that's what I try to do with all my songs. When I hear it, transports me somewhere or immediately makes me feel emotions. That's what I want. As much as Love Gun by Kiss makes me feel emotion. It doesn't get. It doesn't crack the top five. But by the way, I tried to Google for this show. What song is it? I put in "Pro Rape Song" by Kiss. Make this song, love. "Baby I Go mean, Go Go." When she says "Stop, Stop, what? Stop." No, what when she says is? "When she says Stop, Baby Go Go Go." That's making love. What's making, making love? Making love by Kiss. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a good lyric. I just want to play for my daughters uh, tomorrow. Of course. <laughs> Immediately. Well, why wouldn't I want to give her a little, give her a little sex education. I'll tell but you, I, don't, I, tell I, love, I love Summer Wind, but I think I love It Was a Very Good Year Better. Does that make me your fickle friend? <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love, I do, I, there's a lot of Frank songs, but Summer Wind just because of the way it immediately starts it hits me i mean don't get me wrong that one starts amazing too but yeah i, I had to go summer wind there was not it wasn't had, even a question i, I, I had to, nobody can, you can't you can't argue it yeah it's great i had to send i'm glad we're sneaking in some of our favorites a little bit yeah. <laughs> they didn't make the list because uh, i had to cut two of them and the best is yet to come uh, count Binkley with frank sinatra it's yep. so powerful it's sexy I got to dance with Celeste every time it's on. And of course, set him up, Joe. Give oh, me so one for my so baby. See you. And one, one, one for my baby for and one for the road. Yeah. yeah. And that's, only, and that's, 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 that's a great, great song. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the one I sent home also. So since oh. we're there. The best is yet to come. Come on, that's oh, so good. I love it. Yeah. All right, Doc, we're back to you. Number three. The best is yet to come, but no. <laughs> All right. My wet dream song, and I'm not the only one that thought about this. Bob the best and is yet to come? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Ernie. Bases loaded, Bob of the Night. Unlike Meatloaf, I'm going in for the home run. Grand Slam. What are you putting on? Cashmere, Led Zeppelin. Is that I did I cross paths with someone? I no. see. My Ringo, you look like someone just walked over your grave. Wait, didn't uh <laughs> didn't Mike Damone say that in uh 
Fast Times was side four. No, side two of Led Zeppelin four. He he suggested right. Yeah, there is something to that. I read that briefly. <laughs> Go. Yeah, there's something about that song. Agreed. There was something used. He couldn't use the one album, the the the, the writer because of oh. rights. But oh, he was I don't know. One for Kashmir. Yeah, there was something about Richmond High when I was doing it. I'm like, well, no one's gonna bring this up. Leave it to you to bring that up. So I didn't read up. There is something there with Richmond High. Yes. Yeah, but, Mike Damone um, tells her, he says, if you want to get lucky, put on side two of Led Zeppelin 4. Yes. But uh that's my uh that's the ultimate. Stepping up the plate, pumped up. I mean, another another big drum song. Um, Robert Plant says it's one of the most fantastic feats in music oh, that they did. Um, not written about Cashmere, but someplace down, I think it's Arizona. They were in the desert, but the song is about Cashmere. Um, but in South in South Asia, but oh my God! I mean, come on, oh, the, the song, your great blood, song. your blood, your blood, just pump, pumping, and and it's it's all because of his drums. I mean, the music's great, but Robert Plant stated because he was so stim- simple and stayed yep. in his lane, that's what made it so Absolutely. great. I teach that song Fancy. all the it time. Constantly, yep. over and over again. And obviously, listen, Bonham is the best. So I'm not, I can't argue there. 100%, but it's not just Bonham. It's everything. That, that song is, it's close 100%. to perfect. You know, stuff like Zeppelin and the Beatles, you know, again, I picked different styles of songs for this for this list, but I could never pick a, the best, my favorite Beatles song or my you favorite could Stone, you song. Could, you could throw stones in with those those two bands, too. Yeah, I think those three. I, are, yeah. yeah, Stones were for me. Stones were never up there with Beatles and Zeppelin. I know the age old argument: who's better, Beatles or Stones? There's Beatles fans and there's Stones fans, and they go back and forth. Stones were always good. They were never a band that I, I I listened to their catalog. It's more of a band when it came on, always enjoyed them, never went to their catalog. Always way bigger of a Beatle fan for me. Uh, just real quick, I sum it up real quick. If Martians came from out of space and said, give me your best rock and roll band in the world, I would give them the Rolling Stones, rock and roll. Purely yeah. rock and rolls, blues. Yeah. yeah. You want I, the I best band in the that. world, I got two other ones over here to listen to. Beatles and Led Zeppelin. They're different. That's how I do the it. Stones are like you. What are you going to say, Aaron? Not Michael Bubble? <laughs> no Bubble. Bubble. <laughs> Bubble. Well, even when you say that, it gets goosebumps. <laughs> See? I told you. Clean, clean up a little Bubble, bit. Bubble, Bubble, Bubble. <laughs> All right. Where the hell are we? All right. Doctor just chose Cashmere. Ernie, you're number three. Possibly the first power ballad ever. Goodbye to Love by the Carpenters. I'll say goodbye to love. No one ever cared if I should live or die. Time and time again, the chance for love has passed me by. And all I know of love is how to live with that. Just can't seem to find it. So I've made my mind up, I must live my life alone. And though it's not the easy way, I guess I've always known I'd say. 
Except for the except for the end of Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Take that out. This is my favorite guitar moment. <laughs> All right, we gotta stop sneaking this stuff in. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm just saying the guitar solo. There's a guitar solo in the song that is my favorite guitar moment ever. I just Sneaky gotta... bastards. <laughs> I see what you assholes are doing. You know, I when, like the, it. when the guitarist was first recording the song, he was playing slow and sweet because he knew like this the carpenters and Karen's brother starts yelling at him to stop doing that and burn it up. He says, <laughs> "I gotta tell. I know the song. I can't." place the guitar solo in the top of my head it's very fuzzy sounding is that a sound fuzzy is that a word for a sound uh, i think you that's a musical theory me. term yes fuzzy that fuzz me <laughs> it's a fuzzy and a uh, musical thing and the lyrics you were the depressing lyrics i've ever heard in a song uh, i mean i knew the carpenters were on this list somewhere i didn't know where you were going to go i knew they had to be there I she's, not saying, she's not saying she's giving up on a failed relationship. She's saying she's giving up on ever having any relationship. She's saying that love has turned against her and is now the enemy. I mean, she really, really needed a hug. Poor Karen. It sounds like me in Playground. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I think with the reunion episode is, is on the slate for next week, everybody. I don't. I can't imagine it's actually going to happen, but we're going to try. It's going to last five minutes. <laughs> I'm responsible for throwing everyone out of the bands, so that's it. Well, that's five minutes that's, for five hours. That's <laughs> you know that's on my favorite moments. That's for sure. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, er, I mean, I listen. We, Ernie and I, we would literally be driving to the Hamptons every week and going to party like crazy men. Ernie would have his carpenter cassette, and we put the carpenters in all the way to the Hamptons, and we. It's only just begun. And we'd be like, wait, wait, would, I, would I know this song? Oh, you know this I, song. If, if, you, if you heard it, yeah. It was, it was top 10 in America. It was, if you know the Carpenters, you know this song. Ernie, it's I might not know the Carpenters. I, have, I deal with Carpenters and work, not the band. <laughs> 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 Give me way too much credit, Ernie. <laughs> well, if you, don't, if you don't know it, go listen to it. Send it to me. Send me. Text it to me down the road. Or just watch this episode when I insert the song in later. You know when I when oh, it airs. No, nobody week. does that. Nobody watches this. I don't watch Stephanie. The done, so. <laughs> Stephanie always used to say, uh, "From the Hamptons, they're gonna find us in a ditch, me and Ernie, cuddling, <laughs> and the carpenter's just playing." <laughs> the, car, the car is tipped over in the ditch, dead. <laughs> you, know what, you know what scene came to my head? Casino. Pacino. Pesci and his brother in the ditch. <laughs> but the carpenters, the reason why they're the opposite of driving music. We Billy and when Billy, when I used to drive with Billy, we we you know we'd hit we'd put the Smokey and the Bandit soundtrack right, on. Right, right, right. Oh, Billy was always bound down, loaded up and yeah, trucking. Yeah. Ernie comes. <laughs> We've only just begun. <laughs> and we'd be driving. <laughs> you, you guys didn't get three houses down the street. You already get a tree. <laughs> All right, let's pull up. <laughs> Joe, were you in the car with me when, I'm, when I saw the two bears in the road? Yeah, there were no bears, by the way. Right. <laughs> oh, Ernie God starts. Almighty. Ernie goes, ah! ah! 
Ernie, what happened? I saw bears. They were in the bears in the road in, in Long Island. <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, great, Ernie. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Down, one, back to me. Up, one night I'm driving up with Dean. Oh, and Dean is just so drunk that he says, you know something, Ernie, you take over. So I start driving. He must have fell asleep and forgotten that he's given me the wheel. He wakes up. I'm waking up. Dean, Dean, I need, I'm going to drink a water. Dean, Dean. He wakes up, goes, does this. And then goes like this and grabs the wheel. <laughs> he thought he was still driving. He was in the passenger seat. He's wait, trying to grab the wheel. Wait, and then he <laughs> wait, wait. What leads me to believe that there's been nights where Dean's hung out in Staten Island, I mean, in Brooklyn, in Bay Ridge, got in the car so drunk, as he's driving, he switches over to the passenger seat as the car is driving, <laughs> puts like a brick or something, maybe the club, you luck, puts that on the gas pedal, Take me and home. takes a nap on the Verrazano Bridge, <laughs> and then wakes up like a maniac on Staten Island Expressway. Wait, 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 hold on, that's not even the end of the story. When I finally get to the Hamptons, you know, it was three in the morning and um, Joey and Billy had some other incident of getting rid of some guy was bothering somebody in the house. So they're standing in the middle of the street and I come and I see them staring at me and I get out of the car. Oh, thank you. You guys were worried about me. <laughs> that was the stalker night, right? I thought you were waiting to make sure I got up. Okay. I was <laughs> We were, all in the middle. In the middle of the street we were all in the middle of the road looking down the street and Ernie's pulling down. He's like, oh, guys, thank you so much for, for greeting me. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm like, Ernie, what are you doing here? We were looking at this. Like, like he just ran the New York Marathon. Everyone's running up to him with water, putting towels all over him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Back around to me. Let's move along. All right. What? Uh, Again, getting sappy now. One of my favorite wait, artists wait, wait, of all time. Wait, 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 what number are we up to here? My number three. I think four. Gotcha. My number three. Oh, three. I said Cashmere last, so. Yes, yes. and Ernie sure. did uh, Goodbye to Love Carpenters. My number three. One of my favorite artists ever. Still to this day, every album this guy releases is great. Of course, there's always album filler, but in general, his songs are incredible. Melodies, you know, he's he's known for his ballads, but he's he's really a rock guy. He's more of a Brian Adams type of, of songwriter, not just ballads. We're going with Richard Marks. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, again, I could have picked so many songs. I could have picked Angelia, and I could have picked Now and Forever. You know, just, I'm name dropping like you guys have been doing all, all episode. I could have picked so many songs here. Um, I had to go. I know it's his biggest hit. It's probably cliche to pick this one, but it's 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 that good. Right here waiting. Richard Marks. Oceans apart, day after day. And I slowly go insane. I hear your voice on the line. But it doesn't stop the pain If I see you next to never Then how can we say forever Wherever you go
Yeah, listen, I know it's sappy. Is it more sappy than All Out of no, Love? No, stop, stop the sappy. It's stop just the sappy shit. Stop it. He's awesome. He's awesome. Stop the sappy shit. He's got. He's, I didn't listen to him because I was going to kill myself. He's that good. He's, he's so that, good. And he really is e- good. Man. Even now, to the, I, I'm actually just listening to his audiobook too. Where even now to this day, he's his YouTube channel, he does like acoustic little things in his living room, either by himself or like some guest singer with him and stuff. His voice, his songwriting, absolutely killer. One of those guys, like I said before, knows how to write a melody and chord structures where it just it it gives you goosebumps, it gives you something that's internal that you don't even know what the hell's happening in your sensors and in your in your ears and in your eardrums that it just triggers Suicide. joy and, and it, it does it triggers emotion yeah <laughs> go ahead Ernie. All, I hear, all i hear richard marks is do it <laughs> great I, I i think we're talking about a, a different richard marks jump jump i think the, you're ta- uh, i think you're talking about charles manson is that the guy you're talking about no he had more influence on people. He's probably responsible for more deaths than Charles Manson in this country. <laughs> and, the, and then we have the opening of the episode. In his book, does he ever go talk about how maybe the, the he was like the stigma about him? Oh, he God, was, of course. Yeah. And he can never yeah, break his, out of that happy. His record company. He did one happy song and I laughed at him. I'm like, no, but, stop it. You're miserable. Sit down by the piano and write another No, one. but that's only the singles. The record, it's it's the same story across, you know, the music industry. The record labels, he had a big hit, obviously, you know, especially with Right Here Waiting and his first record, too. He had Children of the Night and stuff like that. And then he got this stigma from the record company. We need another ballad, Richard. We need another ballad, Richard. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> They're number one singles every time you release them every time he wanted to release more rock songs. And if you listen to his catalog, yeah, he has a ballad or two on every record, just like every pop you know, guy in the 80s and 90s. They were killer. Every song but, he had was killer. Love killer. song. Yeah, but right. even the other songs, super awesome, upbeat rock, rock songs, guitar-driven songs. Can like you, I said, Brian Adams. Can you Google his net worth right now? I'm sure I can. I want, I'm just curious. Is, is, does he have a song, Summer Nights or Endless Summer Nights? Endless Summer Nights, of course. Yeah. No, the guy's amazing. I know, that one. I know right I'm here. Waiting. How like- much we got raped because those songs are so popular. Yeah. I mean, he's saying it's his net, net worth is $30 million. So it's, I'm assuming oh, somewhere around, somewhere yeah. right. Wait, I would have thought 15. But obviously, yeah. I mean, once you're, you're 15, 20, or 30, you're, you know, you're good to 30 go. 30 million? 30 million. I, I didn't think more than 29 million. <laughs> 29, one, five, one max. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> no, he's still, you know, people don't realize guys like that, too. And I didn't realize this until I started uh, listening to his book. He's not only, you know, making records for himself. He's producing and writing songs. Right. For everybody in the industry, I, everybody. I was going to say that it's like Neil Diamond started out. There's a lot of a he's, lot. He's playing, got so, he, he's got songs with studio musicians. I mean, he, Richard Marks has songs on Kenny Rogers records, Lionel Richie records, uh, Luther Vandross records, Barbara Streisand records, all across the board. He probably makes just as much money on that 
He's got Jimmy Hendrix he, is Bo Diddley's rhythm guitarist. I mean, on studios. I mean, I it, think Richard cool. Marks wrote Strawberry Fields, if I remember reading it correctly. <laughs> no, I think it was all night. <laughs> no, come on. It's only Paul Stanley could write that. You know that. That I have a feeling I have I have too much respect for Paul Stanley. I have a feeling Gene Simmons has something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Uh-oh, I can tell you the difference between Paul Stanley's lyrics and Gene Simmons' lyrics. <laughs> I can even look at it. It's a difference. Gene is a little bit more upfront. He goes, you know, Gene, one of Gene's lyrics, one of my favorite classic Kiss lyrics is, I want to put my log in your fireplace. <laughs> I'm going to play that around Christmas time. It's good. It, it is. It's a Christmas song. It's called "Burn, Bitch, Burn." You log in your fire, I'm gonna insert. I'm not even kidding. The song is called "Burn, Bitch, Burn." <laughs> Stop. No, I put up. All right, go ahead. I want to do something. All right, go ahead. Let's move on because we'll be here all night. Here we go, Doctor. Back to you, number two. Wow, number two. Thought me and Ernie might have crossed wires on this one. I said it was an Ozzy Osbourne. But it's Black Sabbath. You won't change me. I want to change you. Don't pick Black Sabbath. What are you thinking here? Joey, I didn't fart. You can take the the face off. What is it called? Um, You won't change me. I'm assuming this is Ozzy Sabbath, right? Yeah. No, it's actually Dio. Um, Ozzy, yes, Ozzy Sabbath. Um, This song epitomizes who I am, and, and not to the extreme, but it's uh, I, I saw a cut. I put this is I'm gonna do an Ernie right now. Jerry Spring a moment. You won't change me. First verse, a person that no person, religion, society, and government can change his mind. Still, the individual is willing to hear their points of views and ideas. Verse two, in the second verse, describes how the significant other understands the individual and shows sympathy rather than love. But this is so because he, although capable of feeling love, cannot express love. Verse three. The last verse shows that there is still hope. Only he can change his world and feelings. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I never even read the lyrics. <laughs> now, I want to hear how he plays this song in the, in the recap. He's going to play a shitty part of it i know it um, <laughs> I, I, always thought, I always thought the song was about an, an infant with a dirty diaper you just did an archie to me and i wasn't watching i did i did the whole thing the whole gun the russian roulette <laughs> some of my bitch <laughs> the noose the one song, is good too the noose yeah oh yeah it's always great the the song is on an album that no one will talk about it's the redhead step brother sister of all the Sabbath albums, Technodoxy. But to me, 
I could say four or five great songs on that album. Dirty Women, Rock and Roll, uh, Rock and Roll Soldiers, Gypsy. This song, uh, no one wants to talk about it, but I like the album. And uh, the song, it's got balls, and I like it. You won't change me. I got to agree, Tom. Matter of fact, I want to bring 24 points about this particular uh, Moving on, everybody. So we're sorry, we're running right, out of time, continue, everybody. Please. All right, please continue. What are the 24 points? I just seven. looked it up. YouTube won't let us put this song into the episode. I'm sorry, guys. I think it means Joe Tube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed, Doctor. Nah, this song is a uh, killer. I can't say I ever heard it. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, all I know is Ozzy Osbourne can beat the shit out of Michael Bublé. <laughs> first of all, that is absolutely not true. Have you seen Ozzy? Anyone? I said, even though, even with his age, <laughs> Sharon even, can even beat the shit out of Ozzy. Even with Ozzy's Parkinson's, he can still. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. With his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. we, we've just been canceled. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, all right. We made it 50 episodes, everyone. This is our last. <laughs> Even when approaching someone in Parkinson's, you got you to gotta keep the hands up and bob and wave a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Sabbath. Lord Almighty. <laughs> Ernie, I did. Yes. All right, Ernie. Moving oh, on. no comments? No what comments. do I I don't know the song. The band is terrible. Ozzy's voice is terrible. Well, I did you I did you I did you a little justice by Michael Bublé. At least I played with your nuts a little bit. Yes, because he's good. Bublé's Me. good. Richard Marks is great. Frank Sinatra. You're right. And then you say Ozzy. You're right. You everywhere this, I go, this. Michael Bublé says playing everywhere. <laughs> you, mean right. this, you mean it's Cojones? <laughs> it's Cothonies. Cojones. Cojones. <laughs> Go Ernie, ahead, Ernie. Please do something better than this. What do you got at number two? Moving right along. What do you got, Ernie? Number right two. Along. You won't change me, Bob Lux. Uh, oh, I'm shit. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, okay, my number two. Um, and I, I found out in the last 20 years that my top two songs are actually sang by the same guy. And I, I never knew this. I never knew I, this. I have to know your number one. Who's your number two? I don't even know who sings your number one, to tell you the truth. <laughs> this guy. Ernie, 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 let yeah. Joey argue with himself for a second. He says, I know you're number one, but I don't know you're number two. I don't even know you're number two. I don't know. Let Joey, let, let Joey's talking to himself. <laughs> might put some micro bubble on right now and get some goosebumps. Similar, Come on. Similar to the bathroom, my number two is going to take a little longer than my number one. Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> This guy, this guy, Tony Burroughs, had this ridiculous gimmick to create a fake band every time he released a single. Try, he was trying to capitalize on a new expression that was called a one-hit wonder at that time. So every time he released a song, he would make up a fake band. Shut up. It, it's, it's the stupidest idea in retrospect because he could never come out with the greatest hits. His, his name is never on anything. Right. <laughs> but at the time, he thought he had this great idea. All right, my my number two is "My Baby Loves Loving" by the non-existent group, the White Plains. 
What, who is it by White Plains? That's the name of, it's, it's a non-existent group. This guy, Tony Burles, every time he released a song, he would make up some fake band to try to make a one-hit wonder every time. What year is this? 1970. I think I know you're number one, and your number one is by the same person? Wow, I didn't realize. I, person, but an, another fake group that he made up to make another one-hit wonder. What's his name I'm again? Really I'm going, to, I'm, going to give you, I'm going to give you a fake reaction soon. Go ahead. His, his, his real name is Tony Burroughs. All right. Tony Burroughs. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good fake reaction because I, I was like, oh, he really knows him? <laughs> Plus, you wow. don't know him because of his stupid, historic, stupid thing he did. No, I That can, sounds I can... like something Playground would have done. <laughs> When I hear him, but the songs he writes, I get this gut, gut feeling. Butterflies. Well, Playground basically, did, you know, you know, had these types of decisions. We had a great song we used to do, sometimes a fantasy by Billy Joel that would get the crowd insane. They would love it so much. Get us out, get, get, got us outlawed. Got, got us outlawed out of Manhattan. We got banned <laughs> from clubs because the crowd was too crazy. And what did we decide as a group? We're well, never playing that song again. <laughs> Oh, Brandon's girlfriend decided that. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll be talking about that on next week's episode. No. Oh no. This conversation oh, yeah. is not going to go very far. Oh yes. Try to, try to imagine every time Playground released a song, you've released it under a different group name. So, Ern, was this the first? Was this when that term started? One Hit Wonder. It was around this time, and and when it came out, it was a big deal. One Hit Wonder. How cool! So wow. He so it was hip. Song. Yeah. Yeah, in 1970. Listen, I, I, the story—the like, story is insane, but but the song is great. Baby loves love. I mean, it's, I mean, I know you used to sing it to your baby all the time. Is and I definitely know you're number one. Uh, yeah, great. Pick. Just I love neighbors. it. Yeah, just be neighbors. That's true. You just look right. upstairs and downstairs from each other, and you'd hear the same songs. I mean, what is the song? I don't even remember the name. You don't know Baby Loves Lovin'? I don't know titles. My baby loves love, my baby loves love, and she's got, she's got what, it, what takes. it takes, and she knows how to use it. My baby loves love. Was it? No? It's on the fun mix, right? Yeah, it's on It's on every fun tape I ever made. You definitely know this song, Doctor, 100%. You guys aren't doing justice to it, so I'm sure it's good. Oh, no, I, I sang it perfect just now. <laughs> All right, my number two we're up to, right? Uh, yeah. All right. So this is a weird choice. This is a song. I used to watch a show on WB called Smallville, which was basically Clark Kent's story, you know, before he became Superman. Mm -hmm. And I remember this like it was yesterday. <clears throat> Tommy knows this song, and I, and I believe that he hates this song, but I'm not positive. 
or he hates this guy's voice at least. This song came on and I immediately was like, what the hell song is that? And I remember quickly, I had my VCR, whatever set up, I don't even know, it's always on. I hit record on my VCR just so I could record this song. And I couldn't figure out what the band couldn't. I did not figure out what this song was for a couple of weeks. I remember, and I finally found out the band was called The Calling, and the song was "Wherever You Will Go." one of my favorite songs of all time tommy i think you used to make fun of this guy he's got a very deep voice not li not like uh from uh i think you're gonna name, I think gonna name Geddy lee what was that other band or the song mm -hmm, that's all oh, uh, crash test dummies not like him but <laughs> i feel like you used to make fun of this guy's voice i don't maybe maybe i'm wrong Anyway, yeah, do you guys either one of you know the song or the band? No, hit it a little bit. When, when I hear Smallville, I'm thinking, somebody save me. Well, that's the, right. This is 2001. Again, it's <laughs> funny. I, I always think to myself, I, I don't really like new music. I'm not that 2001 is new. It's still 20 years old. But I always think of myself as only liking 80s rock and stuff like that. But some of my songs are fairly newer, which is weird. Again, this song, again, when I heard this song first time, it had that that feeling that I get when I hear a song that I, I can't control. You know, I just goosebumps. I, the you melody. Like, you want to turn it to like Clark Kent and just. <laughs> but I literally, I remember trying to figure out, I, I didn't know the name of the song. How the hell do you research a song? You don't know the name of the song. You don't know anything. <laughs> uh, again, um, me and Ernie were talking on the break a little bit. I, I, we got to be true to our code, right? Yeah. Whether none of us have heard it before, but I do know the song you, you're singing about. And then he takes it up an octave. Yes, boom, he goes up. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So, yes, I do know the song. And it's a very good song. You know? Yeah, listen, I could have gone with songs everyone would have Superman, known. Do you still like it? Say again? If it's not involved with Superman, do you still like it? Oh, absolutely. It had nothing oh. to do with the show. It, I, it could have been any show. I heard the song and I was immediately like, I love this melody. I love this progression. I love everything about it. I have to find out what this is. And after I did, it actually became one of my favorite bands at the time. They have two great, phenomenal records, really great records. Again, the band is called The Calling. Great, great stuff. Ernie, you know this at all? It doesn't ring a bell at all. 
And I watched the show. I watched the show. And, you know, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a featured song in the show. Again, that's why it was even harder to find. It was a little like background fact. music. I know for facts. If it was 2005, if I was making fun of it, then it was probably the Eddie Vedder, because I had a low voice as a baritone. So I would always welcome any woman to, but it was the Seattle movement. The, mm Saturday Night Live did a skit with all of them singing at once. And you can understand, um, <laughs> gobbled the words. I'm not knocking anyone. I just think I would have went places if I was a tenor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like you said before, I, ha I had to stay true. I'm picking songs that still are relevant to me to this day. I'm not picking songs that I know other people will know. I knew no one you're would know that song. You're going to have to hit um, pause for a second. I'm down to 16%. Go, you know, plug in. I mean, we're all we're at our number one, so we hit pause because we got the honorable too. So it's funny, John. Uh, I'll give you an example of the way my brain works. You mentioned Smallville, and but you were obviously not going with the uh, the theme song. No, right. The actress that plays Lana Lang in that show. Of course, yep. Kristen Crush. She was in her name is. a movie called. She's in a movie called Euro Trip. Have you seen the movie Euro Trip? No. There is a song in this movie that is great. A song called Scotty Doesn't Know. By who? I don't know it. Um, I, I think it's actually the actor Matt Damon sings it in the movie. Um, really? Oh, you you gotta hear this song. It is a great song. Scotty Doesn't it. Know. I'm writing it down. And, and that's where my brain went. Smallville. That's so funny. In the show. <laughs> you used to watch Smallville, right? I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I love the actor who played Lex Luthor's father. Great. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. He was phenomenal in it. Yeah. Lex was really good too in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, but the but the father was was the star. Agreed. Boy, I'm stretching this one. That okay. looks good, Doc. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, boys, we've come to our number ones. Let me recap what the doctors got so far. Number five, Strawberry Fields Forever. Number four, I Don't Care Anymore. Number three, Cashmere. Number two, we really won't talk about. <laughs> no, no, number two, You Won't Change Me, Black Sabbath. Your number one, and I don't even know how the hell you could possibly pick this, your number one favorite song of all time. It's impossible. You both, you both know it. I've always said it. Ernie, do you know? <clears throat> I'm insulted. I do know he used to say something, and I can't remember what it, I very rarely listen to what he says. Hold on. I, I, I something, something came in my head, but then it just went away again. Uh, oh. It's not my funeral song either. That'd be pretty sick if you, I, if you I, think I, a song match with your favorite song. That's, that's a little dark. <laughs> it's also dark that you have a funeral song picked, just so you know. <laughs> Comes I per, just so you know, I personally don't. I don't have my funeral song picked. No? No. Damn, I mean, I it, it, could, it might be uh, all night now that we were talking about it. <laughs> I can see your wife greeting everyone. 
at the wake to uh, all night. You can see that. I think I think it would make more sense, Joe. You make me rock hard would have made a little more sense at that moment. It's a good one too. Yeah. As as rigor mortis sets in. When his wife says no, you go, go, go on the body. <laughs> I don't doc, uh, I know I actually do know you bring it on the heartbreak by Def Left. Oh yeah. Yep. I tried to look this up today and I, I figured what the hell was what about the beach thing with the bonfire, the whole love song thing we did. What was it on Manhattan beach when my heart got ripped out of me and everyone, it was a bonfire, which never happens in Brooklyn controlled fires. And I don't know why <clears throat> high and dry was redone again in 1984, re-released. So after pyromania, High and Dry, and then it came in number 61. So it became more popular on the radio uh, Radio when they remastered everything, High and Dry, and then re-released, bringing on the hard. Right. It, it was anyway, not... We did a Def Leppard versus Bon Jovi episode that you weren't a part of, Doctor. I Wasn't Ernie something? Wasn't it like bringing on a heartache? Wasn't even on the original High and Dry or something like that? No, it, it was. It was me and my wine. Oh, it was me well, and my wine that wasn't right. But they re, they remastered it and re, and then re released it, and but that time sixteen seventeen I was still had myself about me with this girl so, but it was on the radio, the, the remastered version so, I love it man I think the chords are eerie, they're beautiful, it's about a guy just trying to yeah plead with her to let me into your heart. And and you and you're being shut down, and and the guys at the end, he's just beaten, he's just beaten down. He, he's he's giving up hope. It's pretty cool, which reminds me of some other songs that are great too. That I, I just no, no 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 don't you dare, can't. <laughs> you know, yeah, great choice. I forgot that that was your number one. I would I would have never guessed, but yeah, I mean it's a great <clears> song, Ernie. It's it's one of the first it's one of the first power ballads of the '80s, if you think about it. A power ballad, like early, you know, yeah, it's definitely early in the eighties. Because we got, you know, we we that means we just got too happy with the situation, and we had our ballads, playing around and stuff like that, which almost made something's never changed. Almost made my top five actually, because I actually love that song. That's but, um, that's great. 
yeah, I think I think uh, it's one of the first ballads I remember in the eighties. It was actually hot, you know, driven rock. Yeah. I got this other song that sounds just like. No, 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 no. That's honorable mentions. Get out of here. Ernie, what do you think of this one? Oh, um, uh, of course, I love it. I mean, and we talked about it with the Def Leppard Bon Jovi thing. I, I, I love this album. But if you remember, we were all confused. When I listened to the album, Me and My Wine wasn't on the album. And I remember it being on the album. Tommy just cleared it up. It was just re-released, he said, in, 90, in 84. The whole album was remastered in 84. And that and explains why the That explains it. And then they added that track on, I guess? Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense. No, it was, Ernie, it was on the first High and Dry. No, I'm, I'm, there was another song that me and Joey were arguing about. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was remastered in 84. Interesting. Yeah, the great. Only- Pyromania came out and blew, blew the doors off everything. They went back and remastered and re-released High and Dry again. No, but Ernie, me and my wine, the video was out before Pyromania. That was U68. That was yeah, before no, Photograph and stuff. It was. It was the first release of the album. Maybe it was a single. Yeah, maybe it was just, yeah, maybe. Who the hell knows? You know what I All like? All right, Bring on a heartbreak. Well, I like you, it. You were MTV back then, too. Don't forget. You got a hold on me in Kansas City. No, you got Kansas a hold City. on me. That's not the lyrics. <laughs> All right, let's recap Ernie's. Number five, Bad Out of Hell. Number four, All Out of Love. Number three, Goodbye to Love. Number two, Baby Loves Lovin'. We got a double love in that one. Lots of love, Ernie, going on. I told you, love is in every one of my title songs. Ernie, and I know it's in this one, and I know the name of this one. I won't give it away. Ernie, your number one favorite song of all time. All right. Tommy, are you ready for this? I'm sitting down. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum, dum. I can name that tune in one. (laughs) Ah, uh, love oh. grows where my rosemary goes. She ain't got funny clothes, that kind of funny. Her hair is kind of wild and free. Oh, for love grows where my rosemary goes. And nobody knows like me. She talks kind of lazy and people say she's crazy. two or by the same person same year wait i thought it was by 2xl <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have been. XL. come on it's the best seven notes i've ever heard is that dum 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 <laughs> but it had a great bottom to it the uh you might want to clear up who 2xl is ernie uh 2xl was i keep referring back to 2xl it was the toy that where you would buy eight tracks and um it would ask questions and you could uh, interact. Like it a robot? press A if you think the answer is blah, 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 B, C. Yeah, it was it was a robot. Robot. yeah, there. All right, there you go. There it oh, is. She's got look at him. That's there he is. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, oh, is it? It, wait, it, says Ernie, it says Ernie on the bottom right here. <laughs> to Excel. To Wink. Excel, I missed you so much. This is the one with the A tracks in right here. Yeah. We used to put to music Excel. in them. 
Please, what music? Light up, light up your left eye if you're in trouble. <laughs> to Excel, light up your left eye, make it bleak if you're in trouble. You put music eight tracks into Two Excel while we played Dungeons and Dragons in my yeah. basement. It also was a track. It was in, in a genius way of pretending. It, it was an eight track tape, but it gave you questions. And you had one, two, three, four. It was like hitting songs. Yeah. It was an ingenious way of doing it. Ernie, very depressed that you didn't come up with it. <sighs> Upsetting. All right. Well, all right. Back to my song. This is my By song. the way, Ernie, I don't, want, I don't want you to know what I did to the talk when you weren't looking, but go ahead. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you better not have um, uh, violated him. Terrible. <laughs> 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 Because after a while, it kind of stopped working <laughs> for some reason. Oh, it was his first time eating a flash drive. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I love Twitter. All right. Uh, top five in America, but but number one in England for five weeks straight. Oh. One of the biggest hits ever. Five weeks number one in England. Rocks. Play yep. a little bit, Joey. I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to edit it in anyway. Come on, no. this guy, Tony Burroughs, had the perfect voice for bubblegum pop. Yeah, just the pop is the perfect word. The pop sensibilities in these two songs, it's, it's perfect. They're perfect. They're timeless pop songs that you could sing over and over again. And again, this is, on a Motown, this, this is a Motown. Uh, this is all part of the Motown tape, Bernie. Going down the coal mine was on that. Yep. My baby's gonna write me a letter. It was all oh, Motown. Yeah. That's a great one yeah, too. Like the whole album. There's another like that Frank Sinatra uh, eight track. This was yeah. like the Motown eight track. This this thing kicked ass. It was like one of the only things we had to listen to this eight track. Playing Crazy. Dungeons and Dragons. We mentioned and this, this. The sound that came out of Two XL was so bad too. It was so <laughs> tinny. I remember it being so bad. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like Brendan and Steve's sound. Help! Help! Can he play guitar? <laughs> I don't think still works. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think it, I, I don't have the plug for it, but the buttons work. <laughs> what? You got props. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great choice. Let's get Ernie, to my number great. one. Ernie, Ernie, yeah, great, great, great song. I, and you're I right. That was I, didn't know, I didn't know you're number two, but even they don't sound familiar. That's great. Anyway. All right. Let's recap where I am. My number five, Home by Michael Bub Bubbles, as Ernie would pronounce it, or Buble. Number four, Summer Wind, Frankie. Number three, Right Here Waiting. Number two, Wherever You Will Go by The Calling. My number one oh, <laughs> favorite God! song. Completely the opposite of everything else I picked. Everything else I picked was pure feel. Well, this is no, it's really not it's different all, because just say it. it's all, all night, isn't it? <laughs> just say it. it. I can tell it. you, it's close. This song, no, this song, again, everything about music to me is emotion. Something when I hear a song, I gotta feel things immediately. When I hear this song, whether I'm driving walking anything i immediately get pumped up Im immediately and i almost had another one from this soundtrack but i couldn't put two from the same soundtrack i'm gonna go with my number one favorite song of all time <laughs> 
the eye of the tiger. Rising up, back on the street, did my time, took my chances, went the distance, now I'm back on my feet, just a man and his will to survive, so many times it happens too fast, you trade your passion for glory, don't lose your grip on the tree. Did you know her? Mm. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know, I know. But after a while, I, I figured I it out. If you would have told me either Tiger or Rocky Five song. No, and Rocky, Rocky Four, no easy know. way out. Yeah, I don't know. I would have went easy way out with you. Let me tell you something. Yeah, that's I would have went. Ask me in 20 minutes. It might oh, be no easy what, way what, out. What? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. They're they're very interchangeable for me. I agree. Because I didn't want to pick both. They could have easily both been on the list. I, I went with Eye of the Tiger just because it's it's more frequently my favorite. No but easy way initial, out. What? It's an initial shock value when you first hear it. Eye of the Tiger blew me away, Rocky Three. Oh, forget it. Blown away the whole soundtrack. It always makes me believe that the song came out and they kind of changed the screenplay to fit. The dialogue, like in other words, have Apollo, have Apollo say in the script, you lost the eye of the tiger. Now, is that a chance that the song was that great? That no. Means, no, I'm being honest with you. They, the they the asked, I think they asked, way? I believe, and if I read the story correctly. Oh, okay. They asked Survivor got a screening of the, of the, of the movie, and they asked them to write something, a theme song to this movie. Basically, okay. the, the song. Right, so that was already said. Survivor? Survivor. Not Katy Perry? <laughs> oh, jeez. Wait, That's is that Survivor's Katy Perry? Or is that Destiny's Child, too? Survivor? You know, got the eye of the tiger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you might like the Katy Perry version a little more. It doesn't do, doesn't have the same feelings that that you get when you hear that one that i get when i hear yeah, it's just like, yeah, when ernie, oh, when ernie well, the song, the I, I don't get it i'm sorry i'm not knocking anyone but i go ernie sing uh who sings well roll your boat he's like roll, roll, roll your boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no i've never heard that one before <laughs> it's, it's, i'm sorry it's like what ernie, the hell ernie's the guy at the birthday party happy birthday to you oh happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> How could you not be used to he's, me by now? He's the one of the TV show, like the Honeymooners. Because, ready? Nah, I'm going to nah, say nah, Melody nah. for $1 million. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday to you. <laughs> right? He would get every like answer to every music tribute question ever. <laughs> sing me the melody to happy birthday. <laughs> Don't sing me the melody, you're learning, man. Don't sing me the melody tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, guys, that was great. I mean, obviously, we have tons of honorable mentions. 
without going into detail on everyone, because I know we're this. running along already anyway. Tom, give me three of yours. You don't have to give us crazy really? detail about. Yeah, give me you three. Son of a bitch! I cut well, it down right. to two. All right, I'm sure you can think of three quickly. Give me three. Okay, here we go. And I knew this, and I knew you guys. I wanted to say something weeks ago when we were talking about bands that piss people off. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't say it. I could not say it. But Van Halen, old Van Halen, to me, is not. Hold on a second. Sadie, hold on, baby. I think that's David Lee Roth at your door right now. What, Van, what are you about to say? <laughs> what I'm saying is you mentioned you love rock and roll and melodies, melodic. I have isolated 10,000 melodies of Daily Roth, and you're going to laugh your ass off. There's no melody whatsoever. I agree. I'm saying Eddie Van Halen was that great, that great a songwriter. That it would have happened, but it was and if David Roth was not had such great stage performance uh, presence, I don't think. Um, so anyway, the song is "I'll Wait" by Van Halen, and I found out that a member from the Doobie Brothers, I didn't write down his name, predominant name who does the Doobie Brothers, came in and did the melody line for them. Is that true? Yes, and it makes sense because. It was a David melodic never, yeah, right. line, and I was like, right. oh, my God. And that's why I love Van Halen, and that's why I tilt towards more Sammy Hagar. Hagar. And, but don't get me wrong. Van Halen served its purpose when I was a kid. When I was a kid, the happiness, the party crazy, you know, ain't talking about love, the riffs, all together, perfect. Yeah. But as I grew up, melodies is what sticks with you all great guitar lines and I can't give it to David Lee Roth but the Doobie Brothers I'll wait and synthesizing yeah Jump it's, was the first one to hit it and you go like this wow heavy metal's hitting heavy metal is going keyboards jump yeah. blew my mind and then Eddie Van Halen took a step further with I'll wait and that yeah. song was to me beginning to end great and I have a funny story we're not rushing out of here. No, go. My grandmother's house, we used to go up there and barbecue. And there's a videotape of Billy Zemish and me. I was like the daddy. I had the Dragos downstairs and Sean Toner and them playing by the lake. Now, you got Brooklyn kids. They've never been by a lake. I grew up by it. <laughs> so I got to cook. And and I'll wait playing from upstairs, looking down through the, the window. And Billy goes... Tommy, look, they're playing with the cheese. And they look out, and the Dragos have the packs of cheese, they're, they're cocky sacking it, and all of a sudden, it's it's funny, because I'm like the daddy figures, I gotta cook, I'm the one that's got a barbecue. So all of a sudden, I leave, I go, son of a bitches, and I leave, and Billy goes, uh-oh, they're in trouble, so he's on his way down. I come down, they kick it into the lake by accident, and they all run away like little kids. And you see me scold them, going like this, but I'll wait playing the whole time. <laughs> it's historical. It's great. It's awesome. The hey. age of innocence. I got my hand up. I got a question, Tom. Yeah. What was, what was it they were doing with the cheese exactly? Hacky sack in it. It was oh. like the, the, the fake cheese. <laughs> okay. Hacky sack, kicking it up. And all of a sudden, I went into the lake and you see me on, <clears throat> on what was it called? Pandemonium. Pandemonium. It's all on videotape. 
But it, like you said, when you hear that, when you hear that song, it was such a great time. The synthesizers, uh, a melody from Van Halen just blew my blew my mind. An actual melody, and I'm sorry, guys. No, uh, listen, like little dreamer. And when so you first started songs. talking about this, I was like, what the hell? Where is he going with this? But you're yeah. even to take it a step further. Listen to some go on YouTube and type in any show from 70s Van Halen or even early 80s. The melodies Dave sings live, even, you know, in the reunion Van Halen years are nothing, nothing like the album versions because there's, there's no melody. melody. There's what I'm saying is it's even more unpronounced. He's just yeah. talking and scatting and walks to the studio versions. Yeah. yeah. It's even, so it's I, even, it's even worse live when you hear it because there's, oh, he doesn't yeah. even attempt to match no. the studio version because he probably could never match it again. We at wow. least can sing along with those songs because because we, we've heard them a million times. But right. you're right; there's no actual melody in most of those songs to latch onto. And, and and Eddie, well, you you brought it up about your favorite bands, and Eddie and stuff last time. And I and I want I want to say something. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna get railroaded if I throw Van Halen out there. I just felt Eddie Van Halen was the the, the spotlight, the star. He was gonna make his way anyway. And if David Lee Roth just held the microphone and stood there, stand still, I think uh, it would have been different. But thank God for the Doobie Brothers, my favorite Van Halen <laughs> I almost said Ozzy. Oh, God. Ernie, give me a couple. Real uh, quick. Real you quick. Know, Beach Baby by the group First Class. Beach Baby? Yeah. By I the don't group know, First I, Class. I don't think I know it. Guys, give me two seconds. Say these here. Oh. Wearing cow pajamas. Hi. Hi, Sadie. Oh my God, she's getting so big. Nine years old. She's like a full cow now. <laughs> it's oh, that's sisters. nice. That's nice. I just call my daughter a cow. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll talk in a little bit. Mama's done, baby. I see you in two seconds. Just Ernie, call my I... daughter a cow. Listen, uh, you just call my daughter a cow. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. calf better? Uh, a little bit better. <laughs> if you stop seating tomorrow, I'm going to I'm going to play I do got Ernie, a couple. I, I don't know this song. Give me Beach Baby. Tom, you know the song? By the group First mm -hmm. Class? You never heard of the group First Class? No. You want to know why? You have no class. Because <laughs> me and Joey have no class. <laughs> because, because, Joey, it's Tony Burroughs again. No. Yeah. Another one of his fake groups. Wait, hold on. Joey's playing it. I don't recognize it. it How could this part. be number one? I mean, honorable. What? All right. All right. All right I don't know it, but I can hear when, 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 when and how did you hear this? Because I know it wasn't in the playground in Marine Park. That's that's Tony Burrow again. Tony Burrows again. Wow. That's so fake. you what? want to have sex with Tony Burrows? He, I, I, I love everything this guy's ever done. He's so, he's never so perfect. You just perfect, never done perfect bubblegum. Perfect bubblegum pop. Yeah. Oh, him too. Yeah, that's the same, same guy. guy. Yeah. With another, with another fake group. <laughs> Crazy. Give me another one, Ernie. Uh, oh, well, uh, well, I didn't get two. <laughs> oh, I told you, give me more. Hold on, give me Ernie, Ernie, give me your second. Five. 
Ernie, give me all yours. We'll go back to you, doctor. Hey, uh, no, no, go honorable, and then the ones that get kicked home. My daughter. Tony, just give me a couple more. Okay, Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. Um, I don't love the, it. And the reason in particular why I love the song? <laughs> Very dismissive, Joey, at this point. <laughs> yeah, name oh. 600. Yeah, I don't love it. Like, no, Joe, no, listen, no, to this, no, listen to this no. one line, okay? Give it to me. Making love in the afternoon with Cecilia up in my bedroom. I get up to wash my face, and I come back to find someone's taken my place. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. We're at Billy's I wedding. I, I, big goodbye time to leave me, Cecile. <laughs> we're at Billy, we're at Billy's wedding, and my wife is destroyed beyond belief. We're all there drinking heavily. We don't really know Tommy's wife yet. You know, I don't even know if Madeline had ever met her at this point. No, so at that point you thought she was a paraplegic. That she was flowing into the restaurant, dropped from a helicopter. <laughs> so <laughs> Madeline comes over. She goes, look, Tommy's wife doesn't even like us. She won't even talk to us. Look, watch this. Cecile! Cecile! And she starts screaming for Cecile. And, of course, Tommy's wife's not looking because that's not her name. And I my, said, wife's, my, my wife's going like this. I'm like... You know why she's not looking, Madeline? Uh, uh, her name is Celeste. Oh, did I, did I why? <laughs> <laughs> See how women can be? An hour and a half into the wedding, she thought my wife was a snob. <laughs> look, look, she doesn't even like us. Hey, 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 guy's point of view. We got to get out of here. Why? Look, he's not here. Joe! Joe! What's up? No, you're not. That's because his name is Steve. Oh, Steve. Oh. Okay, Deep, not Dave. <laughs> Ernie, go one more, one more, Ernie. We'll go back around. Uh, okay. Um, because of <coughs> Womeco Home Theater, um, the same movie over and over again. They always play James Bond's "The Spy Who Loved Me." I the the, the theme song. Nobody does it better. It's implanted in my head. You're a sick man. I don't know the song. That's up there with Speed Racer. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Nobody does it better. Are we falling off the charts? Is, is the world flat? Is it? Is the world actually flat? Right, let just me, like this? I'll give All you right, a couple. So let, me say, let me say two more. Cats in the Cradle. That's a good one. Gets more and more devastating as I age, by the way. <laughs> that is behind the other two songs you just named. Cats no, these, are just, these are not in order, necessarily, these right? I will mention and I, and I like um, I Am a Rock by Simon and Garfunkel as well. Really? Also, uh, the liberty. We have five in there. I only have one. Go ahead, Good. doctor. Give me more. three more. Go ahead. Look, he's you not ready? ready. Yes. <laughs> this is funny. Because I, I said, I said, because you guys said one honorable mention, and I said, we need to add one. And I was thinking no. about the, you know, the United States Olympic team, hockey team. You got to send one home. You got to send them home. If you look at so my sent, text, it says I have home. 700 honorable mentions. No, but I sent the song home. It was bad by you, too. And I know you're going to say, that's too bad that you sent them home. <laughs> All right, I knew that was coming. Bad I mean, by you, too. Amazing, powerful, about heroin addiction back in uh, Dublin in the 70s and 80s. And it describes falling asleep, getting high off of heroin, Going to like a daze, nodding off, 
Then all of a sudden waking up going, I'm wide awake. <laughs> and that's and that's what it's about. I'm wide awake. I'm not sleeping. I thought for years it was about Ireland, but heroin addiction in the 80s, 70s. I don't know it at all. As you know, U2 is on my one of my most hated bands list. And I just really well, bad. It's, uh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, if you listen to vocals and bad, I'm sure you will not be disappointed. Ernie? Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another one, Doctor. Go. Another one? Give me one Set more. One for my baby, one for the road, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that's a good one. Where's he going? Where are they? He had two beers. He had his limit. <laughs> he had to beat seven times. He's going to go beat his wife and kids now. <laughs> no. No. Where are you? I'll rat him off. I felt my, my leg cramping up a little just now. Oh, Jesus. All right, here we I go. Had to, I, I, had to go, I had to go step on the cold bathroom floor. In the night by, by Billy Squire. Oh, yeah. Tonight Ooh. by Ozzy Osbourne. No. All right, that's where, we're at. My that's where we're cutting you off. Oh, no, that's back to good. All right, here's a couple of mine. Every <laughs> rapid fire audible <laughs> mentions. Bah, 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 bah. <clears throat> Every breath you take by the police. Yes. My favorite ever. Every time it Love comes song. on, I gotta gotta listen Love to the whole song. Okay. You got me into this person, Doctor. I don't like to give you credit, but I will. Thunder Rolls, Goth Brooks. I mean, there was a couple Goth Brooks songs I could have went with. The Dance is one of my favorite ones. Um then I love John Mayer's a big, I, I love John Mayer stuff. Why Georgia by John Mayer. I love Tainted Love from the 80s, Soft Cell. This, I mean, there's so many, I, can't, I literally, I can't name them all. But again, you know, stuff like Kiss, Zeppelin, Van Halen, none of that would ever make this list for me. Cashmere, you, you kind of. No, I love the song. I love it. It's one of my, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs, but. It doesn't, it's not one of the songs that I could always listen to. When it comes on, if I'm in the mood for Zeppelin or Cashmere, it's incredible. It's not yeah. a fail-safe every time I hear that song. I love it. See, Joey, demonstrate me and you. Bases loaded, two strikes, two outs. I put on Cashmere. You put on Bobble. <laughs> yeah, but my song is called Home because I'm about to come home. Get it? Come home. Oh, full full circle. Exactly. Nice. Nice comeback. And, er and Ernie's in the ditch listening to the Carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> he never never got out of pockets. He put the key ignition. <laughs> All right, ready to get a road trip. We've only just... <laughs> this was, Sorry. guys, this was a tough one. Like I said, Ask me tomorrow, five different picks. I don't think I don't think it was that tough for me. I, it was very I, tough. If I would have had eight or nine, I think I would have been rock solid. They are my favorites. Those are the songs that just make me go nuts, make my hair stand on end when I hear them in the most strangest situation and when I'm not expecting to hear it. That's it. Ernie, I'm surprised no Prince on your list. I thought Purple Rain was going to be there. Purple Rain would have been somewhere in my top 20. I don't know if, how low it would have been, but it would have got there. Wow, top 20, huh? Yeah. Yeah. If it was top 20, I, I Purple Rain could have been top 20, sure. Guys, this is a great one. 
do you think that a lot of this is because a lot of songs are overplayed? Like I picked Strawberry sure. Fields because I killed, you know, they killed the Beatles songs to death. Does that play into it? A lot of this that you know, when songs are overkilled over the radio, that you kind yeah, of shut I, off. To it? I think so. I mean, most of my songs are not overkill songs. Maybe right here, waiting is an overkill song, but yeah, I think that has it. I, again, to me, it's not even. It's not even. It's it's still. It's something that triggers a moment or an emotion, even if it's overplayed. These songs to me, I can hear them over and over and over again, and they're probably not going to ever be overplayed for me. But I do yeah, know I, what you're saying. I, like this Kiss songs I, I, that I've I, seen them play live in concert, I don't want to see them play it anymore. I thought Ernie's pick of uh, Bad Out of Hell was the closest to an yeah. album that has yeah. a thousand hits on it that are overplayed a thousand times. And that was your pick. So that's why I just brought it up. I'm just curious. The psyche behind all this crap. I truly really love that song. Guys, this is not top tier. So good. More so than our picks, I would love to hear other people's picks. This is, again, this one, no duplicates. I can't even imagine any emails or Facebook posts or Instagram post messages. I can't even imagine two or three people having duplicate picks. I can't even imagine it. There's so many songs to choose from, so many genres. Send your picks to us. Top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let it first of all give us critique our picks. I know you're going to hate my picks. I'm curious to hear what you think of all of our picks. Let us know your picks. I'm dying to hear what's your five favorite songs of all time. I don't want to hear 10. I don't want to hear give me you have to narrow it down to five. That's the hardest part about this show, especially this topic that I've been putting off for, for a long time, over a year. It was very hard for me to narrow it down to five songs. Guys, any last words? I, I think a nice follow up to this I episode. Think that would guy be, Anthony, that tells you was going to have the same song for me. Wait, say it again. You cut out, Ernie. What happened? Oh, I was going to say that um, that guy that emails you all the time. He's going to have the same five songs as me. I think. <laughs> he is an Ernie. What did he say? He's an Ernie guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, is this the guy that, that sends me hate mail? Yeah. Well, he's 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 disappointed in you because he loved you so much. Oh. And then you left guy. us. You left us for softball. And he's he's he hasn't come in, he hasn't come back on the doctor bandwagon anymore. He's not the guy who hates you. He's one of the guys that hates you. Oh, whoa. <laughs> With all of the other Australians in Ernie's corner. One of the many. Yes. I'm going to have to work I'm going to have to work Switzerland and uh Scandinavia again. Yep. The Ukraine is weak. Back to Axis <laughs> and Allies. Right back. What, what <laughs> news of the North? What news of the North? <laughs> How great is that? That's one of the best clips of all time. What news of the North? <laughs> when comes to the ratings. This? Oh, so good. All right, guys. As if I needed his <laughs> advice. So right out the window. Oh, it's so great. What's Joe, you didn't pick up the whole Ernie thing? No, was, what, tell me what this was. By, by the, when I was lost by the body bond? Oh, God. <laughs> Dante, you know this story? <laughs> I was uh, I was in the, the supermarket parking lot next to the barn. And um, <laughs> I lost everybody. So I'm short. 
I can't see this huge crowd. I don't find anybody. So who am I going to yell? Joey, Billy. There's so many people. So I'm thinking, all right. Ernie. <laughs> He's banging his chest so they, like so they, King, King so Kong yelling me. his own name. So they Ernie. Can find Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. He was yelling his own name. Where did that get him? Ernie, oh. I complete again. The Where did perfect that reason him? why I do this show. I Where did totally him. Oh, you mean the guy that worked from Buckley's couldn't hear you? No, no, no. No, no. Um, this was after the barn. I got. So I got home? Uh, after the, the, yeah. Hold on. Let me explain it. After the Bordy Barn, you, there's like that little shopping center right next yes. door. Sometimes you go get yes. pizza and stuff like yes. that. Right. Ernie wandered off. We couldn't find him anywhere. He was lost. He was in the crowd of a gazillion people after the Bordy Barn. Right. He can't find anybody, and he's obviously a little shorter than everyone else, so he can't see above everyone else. And he can't just yell our names because there's a million Joey's, there's a million Tommy's, Billy's, blah, blah, blah. So Ernie starts yelling his own name with the hopes of someone recognizing Ernie, they would find him. He's going like this, Ernie, Ernie. Well, <laughs> Ernie, oh, God almighty, that was a great story. Jesus Christ. All right. This is what I suggest you do for the 50th anniversary. No 50th anniversary. We will not be here in 50 years, I promise you. Well, 50th episode. Oh. You got me talking that way. You should take all the outtakes and edit them for the 50th and then play this one. Do you know how all long? All outtakes. I'm we'll gonna, I'll send them to you guys. Next you guys year. edit them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but all the outtakes, they'd be pretty funny for the oh. 50th. Well, this was the 50th and 51. I know, but don't you think it would be? Oh, it'd be amazing. But just so you Maybe know, it's nice. you're talking about hundreds of hours of footage I have to go through. I don't see it in the near future happening. I just want Brian DeVito and every other frame. <laughs> oh, but there's a lot of DeVito out there. I want a split screen. A split screen with him just talking, with his, just, just talking and everything else going by. <laughs> Speaking of DeVito. So, guys, we're setting up. I don't know if it's going to happen, and I'll edit this properly if it doesn't Not happen. The Not at the Brent Caesars. The plan next week for our 51st episode, the new year, is going to be the 30-year playground reunion episode. Now, That's we're talking about good. me, the doctor, Steve the Greek, who's been on here before. We're going to have... Brendan Murphy, who we haven't seen. I haven't seen him in probably almost 30 years. You know what? You know what I was thinking? You should play word association. Have Ernie do word association. Go. Deesh guy go. Different questions. Break up. See what the name Tom, Tommy's fault. <laughs> I'm saying word association. Ernie, that's great a great gig. idea. Can great you gig. Great gig. No, and we all answer. And, so and we're, we're gonna obviously Devito will be on too. We're gonna have our top five favorite playground moments. Maybe not even favorite, just top five playground moments. Maybe they're bad moments. Who knows? But Ernie, that's a great idea. I would Try to come up with some starts. keywords that will trigger us in response. You have words that you're gonna we'll word association first. Yes, word association. We might we might break up again. <laughs> 
So you want me to be the uh, the girl that's sitting on the side while I'm after the Jersey Shore no. episode? I want you to be the guy on that that show that inducts everyone into yeah. the... Uh, it's all, it's just, it sits goes... The actor's studio. The yeah. actor's studio. I'm going to give you a word, Tommy. And just name it. And... <laughs> And I had to get, and I had five seconds and blurt it out. What is your favorite curse word? The word is bagels. Bagels. <laughs> Jungle juice. <laughs> come up with it. Different words for everyone. But it's great. Nice. Make it funny, but be com comedic about it. Don't. Let's, I guys, don't. if we can get it together, and, it's going to be Don't go like this. Brandon's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you do that, obviously, it's going to go downhill from there quick. If we can get it together, guys, we're going to do it next week. That's the episode for next week. Let's see if we can get it together. Playground 30th reunion episode, hopefully coming up next week. If you don't see the Playground 30th reunion episode, it means we broke up again. We'll see you next time, everybody.